I'm Sarah Trott, and welcome to the Fourth Trimester Podcast. I'm a new mama, and this podcast is all about postpartum care for the first few months following birth, the time period also known as the Fourth Trimester. My postpartum doula, Esther Gallagher, is my co-host. She's a mother, grandmother, perinatal educator, birth and postpartum care provider. Fourth Trimester Care, our topic, is about the practical, emotional, and social support parents and baby require. And importantly, it helps set the tone for the continuing journey of parenting. Hi, this is Sarah Trott. Welcome back to the Fourth Trimester Podcast. I'm here today with two special guests, of course, Esther, who is my podcast co-host, and Kalisha Cobb, and I will introduce her in a moment. And before I do, I want to remind everyone that we have a website, which is fourthtrimesterpodcast.com. And we also have an Instagram where you can follow us at Fourth Trimester Podcast, and we're on Facebook. So please check us out and follow us and like us. We love to carry on the conversation outside of the podcast with you. So I'm really excited today to talk about our topic. So Kalisha Cobb is the founder and patented inventor of Handy, which is a hands-free pumping bra top. As a pediatric nurse practitioner and mother of two breastfed daughters, she experienced the challenges of breastfeeding when she returned back to work and shortly thereafter. And the handy bra top was invented. Hooray! I want one of these so bad. Her goal is to assist all moms in achieving their breastfeeding goals. And who better than someone who's been working with parents day in and day out for her career. So that's fantastic. Kalisha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so honored to have you. So do you want to introduce yourself a little bit in your own words? Sure. So I am Sarah Stated, Kalisha Cobb, and I am a wife and a mother of three beautiful daughters. And I am a pediatric nurse practitioner who actually went to, I trained at Johns Hopkins University, and I've been working for just under 15 years, 11 years in primary care with parents just as yourselves, and about four years in inpatient. I worked at Children's Hospital uh, in Oakland. My journey also has led me to Handy, as you also mentioned, and I am the patented inventor and owner of Handy, which is a like you said, you know, a hands-free pumping bra top that allows moms to multitask, but even more importantly, to pump anytime and anywhere because our tops offer a covering over your midsection, which allows you to pump in public as well as in private. Well, I just think it's fantastic that you saw a need with through your work and then also through your own experience of going through motherhood and breastfeeding. It's not just about the technicalities when it comes to, to pumping milk, I think anyone who's familiar with it knows that there's just like anything you can do to make it more enjoyable or a more comfortable experience is, is welcome. Very welcome. Yes. And a more immediate experience because you never know when you're gonna where you're going to be when you might have to pump. That's absolutely true. <laughs> and <laughs> listening to just moms over the years. So my journey with Handy actually started about 12 years ago with my biological oldest and uh, just, you know, facing the challenges that a lot of moms face with returning back to work and having that responsibility of pumping and wanting to still provide breast milk to my child in spite of the work obstacle <laughs> that we mm -hmm. face. And so uh, having said that, 
that's how Handy actually came up is because I, I was like I'm trying to chart as a nurse and I'm trying to make phone calls as, you know, to my parents who have questions about their little ones. And I'm like, but I need to pump. And I'm like, my hands are not free. So <laughs> it came, it literally was birthed that way. And just years of prototyping it and of course getting it patented and just really trying to make it something that truly assists the mom and her breastfeeding journey was what our goal was. Kalisha, I, um, I want to say about your product, which I think is, I mean, not only is it practical, but looking at photos of the, the different styles that you've had, they're beautiful. Thank you. You know, I mean, and w- one of the things I particularly love and I just want to describe for our listeners because we'll put out some some photos on our website and things like that. But you had the love in you, I guess I'd say, to feature women of color and different shapes and sizes. They're beautiful pictures that de- depict, I'm just going to say, real women. Yes. Doing real things, Right. Like whether they're housekeepers or nurses or whatever they're doing, going out for a jog. (laughs) And, and, and so I was, (laughs) I was really pleased getting to see your website and, and, and all of that. And so I wanted to describe like, not only are they beautiful, but they're also, I think, very discreet. And I'm somebody who has no problem with bare boobs. (laughs) Like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we should be able to whip them out wherever we are, whenever we want. But we don't live in a culture where that is safe and and comfortable for all women everywhere. In fact, pretty much no women anywhere. Uh, Let's let's be real about it. And besides the fact that one who's watching would see that there are pump attachments, they are quite discreet as well as lovely. So I just wanted to give our listeners that that bird's eye Thank view you. of your of your wonderful bra tops. But let's circle around and would you mind telling us a little bit about your your births and postpartums and maybe also, of course, that transition back to work as a nurse practitioner. Yes. uh, Thank you for uh, the compliments on the tops. And uh, they do fit quite a few. Uh, They they fit all sizes now, which is what we're really, really proud of. Um, Mm -hmm. They're customizable. So they're able to fit most, if not all moms now, which we're super excited about. Mm -hmm. But um, as with regard to my own birth experiences, I almost wish my husband was right here because he'd be laughing with me. So the first one, uh, the 12 year old, she was a 17 hour labor Mm. and was, was, you know, pretty straightforward. The Mm -hmm. second one, I didn't even know I was in labor and she came in probably about 45 minutes. So it was just this total different experience as I'm sure most parents, you know, have a variety of birthing experiences. And just like your birthing experience, your children are totally different too. And mm-hmm. so uh, they're both different. Postpartum wise, I experienced with our first one, I didn't know this and she was not gaining weight and come to find out she was actually tongue tied. Oh, and we didn't know that. 
until, you know, it was already, you know, well into the time when she should be moving forward in her weight gain. Mm -hmm. And we figured that out. So we, you know, tackled that situation. But the other thing is, is that as a new breastfeeding mother, even though I had been speaking to so many moms about this on a daily basis, when you have your own, it's so different. And so I realized that she was actually snacking more than truly getting full with her bre- mm-hmm. with the breastfeeding sessions. So I was wondering why I was feeding her. I was nursing her every, you know, like 30 to 45 minutes. And it's like, gosh, is she really growing this much? But it was really because she was falling asleep at the breast. And I just really felt very overwhelmed, very consumed mm-hmm. with breastfeeding. And I just didn't feel like I could establish a routine. Like, I, I mean, she was just always attached to me and I didn't really understand why. Mm-hmm. And so imparting that on parents, I think is, is really big. And then it's certainly, if you are a breastfeeding mom, just the importance of pumping and expressing your milk, especially if you have the intention of returning back to work or, you know, being separated from your child at some point during Mm -hmm. the day so that you have an adequate store should you want to continue to breastfeed your little one or or be able to at least offer breast milk to your little one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As our listeners know, I've been doing postpartum care for a very long time and and I've I've had a few um, pediatricians and pediatric nurse, nurse practitioners as clients, and I always ask them before I leave our relationship. So, is there anything that that has changed your outlook on the work that you do now that you have a child? <laughs> and I'm just curious, like be, before baby and after baby, do you feel like you do your work as a nurse practitioner differently? <laughs> you know, I I absolutely do. I think I would not be telling the truth if I didn't, um, <laughs> because. Even though I don't feel that you have to have a child in order to be a pediatric provider, I definitely do feel that I have now a respect and a (laughs) true sensitivity to parents who are just genuinely concerned, worried, Mm -hmm. and just have questions about their child and mm-hmm. and what's going on. Uh, when I didn't have kids, it was like, you know, that's not a fever. They'll be fine. You know, yep. it's like, <laughs> so I would just be like, oh, it's what? It's fine. They're going to be fine. They're healthy yep. kids. They're going to be fine. Because in primary care, we primarily see healthy children. And mm-hmm. so, and there's, you know, just a lot of first time parents that, that are, that have butterflies. And, but I understand that so much better now because yeah. I have been awake with the child that has a fever overnight. (laughs) And I have had to troubleshoot through, you know, breastfeeding concerns and through common illnesses and all of the different things that have just come up through injuries. Uh, Mm. My oldest used to do uh, gymnastics and she fractured her toe, you know, so I know what Mm. a referral to a hospital looks like, you know, it's all those things, those pieces that I have been able to experience with my own children that now I am able to say, oh, okay, now I understand what that concern really feels like. And Mm -hmm. it has really made me more partial to parents, especially first time parents. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it has also added to just my my patience with Mm -hmm. being a provider to them. Yeah. 
you know, the, the exhaustion that you're experiencing, <laughs> you know, just yes. breastfeeding, even when things are going well, let, you know, let alone when you have a baby who's basically a marsupial, you know, because yes. they, they get so tired breastfeeding, they just have to keep the boob in their mouth until they have enough energy to go at it again, which is clearly what you and I both experienced with our first. um, And nobody said anything about tongue tie when my daughter was around. Nobody flagged that. Um, But, uh, you know, yeah, just just a sensitivity to the level of sleep deprivation that most new parents are going to be experiencing. Absolutely. You know, if you haven't felt it, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, yeah, your sensitivity to it is about zero. Yes. <laughs> which, de- which doesn't make you a mean, bad person. It just makes you a person who might be lacking in a little bit of empathy for that situation. And, uh, Absolutely. you know, um, you can be perfectly compassionate, which is great. That's you need that for your job. But the empathy level might be a little low. <laughs> That's so, absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my surprise question, Kalisha. And you passed. Okay. You passed. <laughs> you did a Thank great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I just think that like parents need to also just know that there is no perfect, you know, like there yeah. is, you know, parenting, you don't have a perfect baby, even though of <laughs> course you feel like, of course they're perfect to us. I mean, sure. They're perfect to us. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, don't expect them to not cry. Don't expect them to not sniffle. You know, don't expect them to not uh, be able to poop sometimes. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's all these little things that come up. And uh, sometimes we feel as parents like, oh, my goodness, like I'm not doing it right. And it's like, you know Mm -hmm. what? Sometimes if you just get through the end of the day and the baby is... (laughs) Great. Alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alive. Well, then guess what? You made it. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just it's just that feeling that I try to impart with parents that, you know, you don't have to be a perfect parent and don't pressure yourself to try to be one. And, you know, don't just know that every day you are enough. You are enough. You're equipped as mm-hmm. a grown up to mm-hmm. provide for this baby. And is it scary? Absolutely. And even with experience with this as a nurse practitioner, it's scary for me on days. So mm-hmm. expect the unexpected and, uh, but just know deep down that you are enough mm-hmm. and that you do not have to be perfect. And, you know, don't be afraid to ask and seek support from other people. Yes. As we always say here on the podcast, like prepare yourself to be postpartum, you know, get, Make sure there's yes. somebody to feed and water you, you know, mom yes. and mom and partner, because you're going to be so consumed with feeding and watering that that little Absolutely. baby of yours that you will not only will you not get enough sleep, but you certainly won't get enough sleep if you're hungry all the time. That's absolutely right. You know, so yes. and hydrate, you know, especially if yeah. you're breastfeeding, please hydrate. Because yeah. that is, it's, it's very draining. It's draining mm-hmm. emotionally and certainly physically. It's a mm-hmm. high demand activity. <laughs> so just, you know, take care of yourself, just as you were just saying. Not only are you pumping out tons of breast milk to get that little baby gaining weight, but right. 
you're also peeing and pooping, hopefully. And, and, you know, you've got, you know, uterine discharge and tears. You're crying a lot, probably. And if if you're not, I'd be a little worried about you. Yes. <laughs> um, just true. as much, I think, you know, we do. It is it, it is a wonderful emotional kind of release to cry yes. about happy things, cry about difficult things. Um, That's so right. So there's, there's fluids leaking out of you all day long in those first six weeks. You have to put fluids back in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, my tears were like clockwork, uh, right postpartum. And I, as far as eating and drinking, practical things go, I found it really helpful to just have a big, big jug of water next to my bed and my nightstand. That's where I was doing a lot of breastfeeding and pumping milk and to yes. just have snacks. Even if I didn't have someone preparing a fresh snack tray for me or yes. if I couldn't do it myself, just like things that were ready to eat, you know, just that I could like put a box of crackers or just anything, you know, like stick it that was healthy, right? Uh, Fruit, things like that. Cheese. Yes. I'm a big fan of cheese, people. (laughs) Just having it there to grab and eat because I wasn't even aware of how hungry and thirsty I was until it was in front of me. Yes. And then it was there and it was just amazing. So, yeah. And the other thing is that, you know, we happen to be recording this at a time when social distancing is required and for good reason. And so given that, you know, there are still ways to let people help you and Mm -hmm. let people feed you. And one thing that we've found really uh, works well successfully during this time is setting up a meal train. People can still leave food for you outside your door and coordinate with you via text message. And there's no contact, no interaction. Um, and that I've seen that work well now several times. Yeah, That's a great idea. Kalisha, yeah. I want to circle around. You know, one of the things I'm thinking about your tops is that not only do you not have to strap on a special pumping bra, right? In order to, in order to pump, which is huge, you know, I mean, people who haven't had to do it and I haven't, but that's because I never pumped, but I, I've worked with all of my clients pump at some point for some reason. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I'm all, you know, I'm always helping them figure out that, that job that they're going to have. Not only do you not have to strap on this awkward piece of extra clothing that then you take off, right? Yes. Because who would wear one of those all day long? I wouldn't, I I would definitely disrecommend wearing a pumping bra (laughs) that, you know, that the the ones that are out there on the market, not that they aren't a very handy thing uh, in, in, in their own right under basic conditions. But I mean, I think the wonderful thing about your top for not just going back to work, but just being out in the world with your baby um, is that you don't have that step. And that step can take a minute or three. And those are three precious minutes, right? Yeah. So so that's one thing. (laughs) But, you know, they've developed these new, I think they're known as hands-free, but also in-bra pumps. Right. The ones that slip into your 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 regular bra. Yes. Is there any reason why a person who's using that style of pump 
mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to do so with your top? No. So okay, our top actually allows you to utilize any method to actually express your breast milk. So mm-hmm. you can utilize the ones um, that do slip inside and or you could utilize the ones that have, you know, the phalanges and that you would connect externally. And I also imagine that if you were somebody who in a pinch needed to hand express. Yes. It wouldn't be precluded from from using like if you were wearing your top. That's correct. So okay. the um, the slits actually allow for and we've even had moms that actually just, you know, that breastfeed in mm-hmm. the tops. So you could even okay, have, my like we've question. had one mom who was breastfeeding on one side and then on the left side, she actually had her pumping apparatus connected. So she was able awesome. to do both. Yeah. At the same time, because the slits just open so baby can latch. And then on the other side, you could potentially be pumping. Which I want to point out to people <laughs> Cannot be done with the other style of bra, I don't think, very comfortably. Um, Not only that, if if you're trying to breastfeed on one side and otherwise pump on the other, you'd then end up not being hands-free, right? Like if you weren't using a topper, then then you'd be forced to be holding that, that pump flange on that the other correct. side, which doesn't make for very easy breastfeeding necessarily. Now, I've seen people do it. You know, some of us are three ring circuses and we just <laughs> hold all the balls up in the air all of the time, but but uh, not comfortably ever. So I, I'm thrilled that you uh, brought up that that third <laughs> yes. thing because I recent, I've, I've been working with a client just this week and I was like, boy, you know, if we could get her... <laughs> <laughs> pumping on one side and breastfeeding with the SNS on the other, we'd have it all going at once. And then she right. might get a little <laughs> sleep later. So, yes. um, so that's yes. brilliant. Um, you know, it's, thank you for bringing that up because sure. that is why we have prototyped so long uh, mm-hmm. because it's because we really tried to focus on four things, not only the function of the top, the functionality of being able to pump and or breastfeed, the style, of course, but also the comfort and the support. So the comfort piece, you know, comes in with being able to just wear it all day. Because as a as a breastfeeding mom, it is challenging enough to try to find time to shower, let alone <laughs> to be deep. changing your clothes or, you know, having to cover up every time that, you know, you've pumped or all of these different factors. And then let alone in the workplace, you know, you don't have to have that that fear of being in a workplace and someone's walking in on you. So if they walk in on you, you actually are still in a very modest position uh, because it allows for that midsection coverage. And then there's the support piece, which is allowing all bus sizes to feel the support that they need to be comfortable in the top all day. So we've been, you know, really tried to tackle it from a lot of different angles and are just really excited about what the product can do for moms and how it can assist them do throughout their breastfeeding journey. It seems to me that they can do exercise in these tops. They can. They, they can to. actually definitely, yeah. uh-huh, certainly a uh, low, low impact exercise. Of mm-hmm. course, I wouldn't say, mm-hmm. you know, go run a marathon in your, right. <laughs> in your top, but certainly uh, we had a mom that was actually, um, she was walking mm-hmm. and she was pumping. 
So, you know, it was, or you can certainly be on something stationary like a bike or even just a, you know, low impact kind of treadmill, just really, Mm -hmm. you know, going pretty slowly on a treadmill. But, you know, it, it allows you to not have to pause life Mm -hmm. in order to pump, because I think that that was, is one of the biggest mental challenges with pumping is just having to take that time out of your day to Mm -hmm. sit and pump. And a lot of us don't read books. I was not a, you know, oh, I'll just take this time to read my book. I was sitting Mm -hmm. there feeling antsy and feeling like, you know what, I have so many other things to do and I just can't do them. And now it just allows for moms to, to really have that freedom to be able to do the things that they would like to do in spite of uh, having to pump. You can go to your yoga class. You could go to the movies. <laughs> you could do That's you know, right. so many things that you could do. And, and absolutely yeah, go gardening, go do your gardening, come back, do your pumping or pump That's while right. gardening or pump while gardening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say, I uh, just wanted to thank you both for this opportunity. Thank you for your business and for assisting parents in that very challenging period of having a new baby and what all of those different factors mean for parents. So I'd want to just say, a, you know, a token of appreciation for the both of you for recognizing that that immediate postpartum period, or at least those, you know, first six weeks are very, very critical for parents transitioning into new parenthood. And uh, thank you both for the efforts that you all have put into educating parents about that period. Also, thank you for having me on and for (laughs) the opportunity to talk about not only my experience as a nurse practitioner, but also our tops, which we're really excited about. And just lastly, I just wanted to say that for parents to just utilize certain resources, and I just wanted to put this out there, certainly always, always never fear, you know, tapping into your primary care providers, your own, and then also your babies, albeit if those are pediatricians, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, whoever is helping you with your baby, tap into them, tap into lactation consultants, Mm -hmm. tap into support groups, parent Mm -hmm. groups, breastfeeding groups will be very amazing for you. And then also tap into your family and friends for support. People are there to help you. And sometimes they don't know that you need help if you're trying to do everything all by yourself all the time. (laughs) So don't exhaust yourself by trying to avoid help and don't feel like seeking help is a weakness. It's actually a strength. Absolutely. Well said. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. And we've said it many, many times. (laughs) Sure you have. (laughs) And that was beautiful, Kalisha. And thank thank you you for circling back around to us to come on this show. I was really pleased to get your email. Keep doing what you're doing because I got to say moms out there and their partners and babies are very lucky to have you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Likewise. And good luck with everything. Thank you. Okay. So we'll see you next time on the fourth trimester podcast. If you want to find out more about Handy, you can go to handybratop.com. If you want to subscribe to the fourth trimester podcast and be alerted every time we have a new episode or additional content, you can go to fourthtrimesterpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter there. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. 
You can subscribe to this podcast in order to hear more from us. Thank you for listening, everyone, and I hope you'll join us next time on the fourth trimester. The theme music on this podcast was created by Sean Trott. Hear more at soundcloud.com slash Sean Trott. Special thanks to my true loves, my husband Ben, daughter Penelope, and baby girl Evelyn. Don't forget to share the fourth trimester podcast with any new and expecting parents. I'm Sarah Trott. Goodbye for now.